Weekends are a good time to listen to podcasts. Unless the weekend begins with Friday the 13th. Return to Camp Blood is Jason's podcast, and no one will be left alive. Join Chris, E, Eric, and Oz as they return to Camp Blood every Friday night at CampBloodPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen, or you'll find yourself the latest victim of Jason's wrath. Welcome to Geekish Cast, Episode 7, Return of the Luddites. Paul and I continue to talk about Jedi, the Sith, Barris Ophi, and other things from the Clone Wars and the movies. Has anybody who watched Star Wars, and this is something that we've seen with Star Trek, technology in Star Trek is showing a time of progression with technology. What the hell has happened with Star Wars? It's the most stagnant... Now, I did a little bit of reading, and I found out mm-hmm. is that you go back thousands upon thousands of years ago, the society, the Galactic Republic, was ruled by a technology-driven empire. However, that technology-driven empire used the dark side of the Force. They used some pretty seedy stuff of the Force, and, well... We all know how the Jedi are. Dark side, bad technology must be bad. So we're going to stagnate technology. And if it were up to the Jedi, everybody would be Amish. Hell, they've already got the dress code. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Except the hats. I mean, maybe the Jedi needed a hat. Maybe that's what's missing. Well, if they were Catholic, it would be based on the hat size. This is true. This is very, very true. Yeah, it always struck me as odd how morally flexible the Jedi seem to be when, when as soon as another Force-using group got involved, the Jedi seemed to like circle their wagons and go, even two Sith is too many, and we will burn the fucking galaxy to take back whatever from them that we can. Oh, you mean the Separatists? Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Jedi defended the political system that was absolutely corrupt. Mm-hmm. It was criminal and corrupt, just like our system. Mm-hmm. Um, they went so far as a galaxy-wide armed conflict. They were, um, they were kind of tricked into that, though, right? Well, apparently the whole thing started is because of financial reform bill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're okay. absolutely the right. The separatists were just businessmen who wanted to have a stable financial government. Well, and this is true. They do, they do show, I mean, starting with episode one, that the Republic was stagnant in itself. Yep. Corrupt and non-acting, I think, is really the most important thing to take away from it. Yes. Uh, N- Naboo comes under attack by the Trade Federation. And 
you know, just like our government now, we're going like, hey, we need to do something about this. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. We'll talk for a few weeks and then we'll go into recess and then nothing's going to happen. And you can see that happening in there. Um, and then I think the other thing that they were also showing was just like Napoleon had switched from being consul to emperor, they were also showing how quickly we as free people will give away our freedom to somebody who tells us he'll keep us safe. I mean, maybe I'm getting the wrong thing there, but that's what I got from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. go, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was thinking we could also, uh, let's discuss about the uh, the Jedi are the guardians of the peace of the galaxy. That's that's how Obi-Wan describes them in uh, New Hope, isn't it? And they use their powers to defend and protect and never attack others and respect all life. Okay, I'm going to call BS on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a bunch of force-wielding, telekinetic, mind-controlling monks basically using their switchblades. Now, if they are guardians of the peace, they're basically cops. I don't see them carrying handcuffs. I don't see them carrying zip ties. I see them carrying hand-lopping, arm-chopping, chest-piercing devices. Oh, absolutely. They they, immedi- they don't take the, let's discuss this, okay? We have Obi-Wan, who is the negotiator. He is probably the closest thing to actually a modern-day cop, but everybody else was, okay, we're going to escalate this situation to lethal levels immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, and you're right. Um, I remember before Phantom Menace came out and there were a series of smaller comics being made by Dark Horse, there was one where a Jedi showed up and he used all stun grenades and non, non-injurious non or non-lethal uh, attack methods to bring a guy down. Well, we never saw anything like that in the, uh, in the movies, did we? No. They very much, they're just like, oh, you jaywalked, now I'm going to cut your fucking leg off. And, yep. And drop you off a spaceship, and there you go. And so, I, I didn't really see a mandate for the Jedi to be, I mean, not even peacekeeper. What would you call that role? Just like they were an out-of-control cult. Yeah. And how do you know that they're a cult? Let's talk about Yoda for a second. Okay. At the end of Return of the Jedi... His comment was, all is lost, into hiding, he must go. These are the exact words a cult leader says when on the run from the police. Very true. And you mean uh, Revenge of the Sith, not Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah, he goes into hiding. But it's like, these are the exact words. Cops are after me. I got to go into hiding. I got to go underground. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Off to Dagobah, he goes. Into the jungle, into the woods, into the farthest place away from the police he can possibly go that's a cult leader oh absolutely matter of fact i'll tell you what um the jedi you hear about in the original trilogy being parts four five and six seem way more noble than the actual jedi we meet in parts one two and three yeah just hearing them described and then and you know i get it there's yeah i had this image that the jedi were absolutely cool awesome and then you see one, two, and three, and you've basically you've got uh, like Kai Adi Mundi, who's a penis with foreskin and a pu- patch of pubic hair stuck on his chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit with a little face on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got the one then guy. you've got 
ahead. That one guy with the really tall neck with the bulbous head. Uh, it Who, reminds me of something, something. right? Or something. Uh, he's anal safe. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some there's some definite weird shit in there, and it always makes me wonder because when Obi Wan Kenobi, he says that the Jedi were the allies of the Republic. They kind of seem to be like a really powerful church with a good fundraising arm who uh, gives money to political candidates, from what I can see. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, you know, if we get the jet out of back us, we can get our candidates on uh, Dantooine, uh, Naboo, and um, you know, Alderaan well elected, and then we'll have control of that voting block in the Senate. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. That's about that, how it all worked. Yeah, I'm surprised that wasn't a scene in Phantom Menace. Yeah. I think the one to wrap up this whole cult thing, mm-hmm. um, I think the best case of showing how this cult has really freaking lost its mind and lost its place is if you use the uh, character from season five in the last three episodes, Barris Afi. Okay. Uh, I sent you this email, but um, she was basically a medic on the front lines of the Clone War. Uh, Her master sent her there quite often to patch up all the clones, to patch up all the people during the Clone Wars. We're talking about a girl who's probably 17 to 20 years old, who's in the middle of a war, on the verge of suffering from PTSD, but those who have forgot what PTSD is, post-traumatic stress disorder, because I don't like to use acronyms. This cult is sending her to these places. She's seeing the damage being done to the people. She's seeing the damage done to the the clones. The clones are starting to, like, I can't go back. I can't go out to the field anymore. Their programming is to fight, kill, die. And they're starting to fall apart. Mm -hmm. Okay? Her master failed her. The council has failed her. She's seeing the pain. She's seeing the twisting, not just... Everything. It's just she's losing it. And she started to see what nobody else was seeing. That the Jedi were failing the very code that they claimed to stand for. This cult was falling apart from the thing that she was brought in. She adores the cult. And it was failing. That's why she bombed her very compound. Okay, and this is the story where um, Ahsoka is blamed for the the deaths or the damage, right? Yeah. Okay, I do remember this. The cult turned on uh, her. Uh, They abandoned her, uh, their original intent, their innocent code, and became a monster. Uh, She just wanted her little compound life in Waco again. Mm -hmm. And she was losing her mind. And her way of getting out from this whole thing was to blow it up and she's probably knew somewhere deep in her little head that this meant execution but as everybody now speculates she's now probably a tool inquisitor yeah um i I did see some chatter about that do you think that's they'll pull her back up i mean they definitely brought ahsoka back in um we all know that 
the Filioni, I don't know how he pronounces his name, uh, the producer director of uh, Rebels, has a soft spot for Barris. Mm-hmm. And I think, in my opinion, that she is Inquisitor Prime. You have fifth sister or seventh sister, fifth brother. You have all of these sisters and brothers, but then you have the lead Inquisitor. She has been brainwashed. She has now been totally beaten down. Not that it took very much because she was already falling apart. Firmly on that path already, yeah. Yeah, and she is a tool of Vader. She and Vader see the same thing. Uh, They fought each other, but now they're like, hey, we we understand this is what was going on. We see the same thing. We see the same problems. Mm -hmm. We wanted this. This is what we can do. This is how they're going to do it. And they're probably best chums working together. Okay. I can see that. And then you have that, like Anakin says in Revenge of the Sith. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. And so you can definitely see where if she believes that they're failing their mandate, that she could easily adapt to a similar viewpoint. And that's kind of kind of where you're going with that then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the one that got me. It was the, uh, I loved you like a brother, Anakin. Uh, yeah, brother Anakin, brother Obi-Wan. Sister Shakti. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brother Obi Wan leaves Brother Anakin to burn for his sins on the beaches. Uh, for for what? Oh yeah, for feeling love, feeling passion, for questioning the status quo. Well, and and for killing a room full of children at that point too. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess <laughs> there was a little catch to the whole thing, yeah. but. All that was missing was uh, Obi-Wan to add, you've been expelled from the most holy order of the sacred conclave of the <laughs> Jedi. May the Force be with you, my uh, brother. You know, did you ever read the novelization of Revenge of the Sith? No, I didn't. There was a line in there, um, and it's been a long time, so I'm going to paraphrase it, and I'm sure I'm going to get something wrong. But when Obi-Wan you know, says to him, we were brothers, or you know, I loved you like, as a brother, there was a line in the novel where Anakin, that stung him, because Anakin wanted a father, not a brother, and Obi-Wan failed him. And that has always stayed with me a little bit, because Anakin, having been pulled away from his mother... Well, Anakin even mm-hmm. stated that you're like a father to me in, earlier in the episode. You're right, he does. I forgot about that. You're the closest thing I've had to a father, is what he says, right? Yeah. And that, to me, it was always the... I think that's where Obi-Wan failed the most, which, as we continue to list the failures of the Jedi Order, that's, that's kind of a inconsequential or small thing to say, I guess. Yeah, some of these kids don't want to become Jedi. Maybe they just want to stay home with their families. They want to stay with their mom and dad, with their brothers and sisters. But yet this cult has it agreed upon with the Senate that it's perfectly acceptable to kidnap them and brainwash them into the order of this non-emotion-feeling cult. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap it up there for tonight. I want to remind everybody, if you want to reach out and say something to us, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast, on our website at geekishcast.com, or on Twitter, you'll find us at the geekishcast. 
Also, we are now on the Tangent Bound Network, which can be found at tangentboundnetwork.com. Please rate us and review us anywhere you find us. Please check out the other shows on the Tangent Bound Network. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.